Hello and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast, presented exclusively on the Chop Sports Channel of the Premier Streaming Network. We are recording this on Wednesday, June 28th. I am your host, Laurent Cortines. In this episode, we try something new. I have a new friend, Christopher Rodriguez, who helped, who reached out to me to be on his show, and I'm just putting this intro in for us. We recorded this show on Monday. It's a round transfer, so it's just before the Rice transfer news went through, but we did talk about Havertz, and we just talked about everything. Chris is a great guy. He's coming to us as a as a Arsenal fan who is big on Real Madrid and has done a lot of work on lots of YouTube channels, and I'm looking forward to our collaboration for most of the season. So, before we get to the show, please like share and subscribe like share and subscribe it means everything uh i don't know how regular i'm gonna be during the summer but as the episodes come out we'll figure out new ways to get this part of the show and get all this part of the thing together but up next christopher and laurent talk transfers on his show not a whole lot man not, not a whole lot going on over here definitely um but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Still, I'm still coming down from my treble buzz. Everybody knows I'm a city fan. That's Main Road behind me, uh, for, city's former home. And after winning the treble, it took so much emotion out of me. I had to, I had to take it easy and go away from football. But I'm back already. I just took a two week break. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's well, all it takes. you only get two weeks for for the the. For what we had, we had to watch the Premier League. I mean, you you definitely need a break, man. It was just well for me, you know, uh, Arsenal fan. I'm uh, definitely oh. if you're exhausted, um, <laughs> I, I went into a full depression. So I know, I know. It's so, sad. but but we're gonna get it this time, man. And uh, you know, we got the headlines right there. And well, which is not good because right now me and you are about to go at it because Manchester City had to <laughs> put their nose in Arsenal's business right now yeah, and they had well, to send a hundred you know, million pounds man what's up with that so i mean i think it's interesting i mean today i had an emotional moment uh ilkay gundogan captain of city the first signing pet made he missed his first season after blowing out his acl but he left the club today they did the announcement for barcelona on a free and i thought the way city has handled things this is one of these things people don't know about city is just we're so good about dealing with former players everyone is welcome he goes, we give him a clap, we give him a cheer. So he's an emotional day. Gundogan's leaving, but they have to replace him. Yeah. And I think if there are players in the mold of Ilkay Gundogan, although, I mean, Declan Rice is good. He's no Ilkay. Um, he's good. And I think Pep can get him there. They need to be midfield replacements. And so Rice is that high-quality player that Pep probably sees but and goes, hey, we can make this guy better. Now, don't you think that um... – um, um, Declan Rice is more a Rodri type than than I fair, mean, than Gundogan, fair. I mean, you know? uh, but he's not taking Rodri's job because Rodri's job is a job that even he took 18 months to get good at. If anyone remembers from City, he used to turn like a battleship, he'd take three touches to spin around, and it took time for him to learn to do that inside step touch, turn and pass out to the wings, inside step, spin out of trouble. Rice is going to have to learn all of that, so there's no way he right. takes Rodri's job. He yeah. can take a job that is less risk, which I think is that next step forward from that center yeah. mid who gets the ball from the defenders. He can turn and run. 
he's got that in his locker. Now, but before, the before issue we I have with Rice, oh, go ahead. Now, before we get into Declan Rice in depth, I'm, I'm wondering, and you as a Manchester City fan, why? Yeah. I mean, Manchester City just won the treble. They have all the money in the world. I mean, technically, seriously. Yeah. So why is Ilkay Gundogan want to leave? I mean, so I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a question that's going on. You can see it with a lot of the the TikTok and football TikTok, City TikTok is that question. Why are players leaving City? There's a couple of reasons for it. And I think that they are reasonable and difficult. One, it's hard to be a City player. Pep is demanding. It's nonstop. It's relentless. And if you know how it is at City, player can be in form, in favor, not last year, but the year before. Cancelo played nearly every game, was an undroppable. A season later, he's not in the side. He loses his rag and he's off the team just because he complained. So one, it's difficult to be a pet player. It's demanding. The levels are really high. And you, we City fans joke, pep roulette. Who's playing? I don't know. You might not play. So whereas, whereas at some teams at that level, like we, we'll, we'll probably talk about Modric in a minute. Yeah. Modric knows, especially up until recently, If there's a game, he's playing. If there's a big game, he's playing. If it's the second leg, he's playing. He's playing. He's playing. All those players play. At City, that is not always a foregone conclusion. Only this season did it feel that way. But normally, things get chopped and changed. You you don't know if you're going to play. And that's part of the edge, right? That's part of why you want to leave. You're like, I want to play. I want to know I'm going to play. And I think over time, someone like Gundogan's probably like, you know what? Let me just go to Barca. I know I'm going to play because that team has seven, literally 18-year-olds in the yeah. midfield i'll sit next to you i'll sit next to Dijon, and we'll just boss this thing and gavi and those guys can figure out what they're up to i know i'm going to play it's going to be relatively easy in terms of my on the field when i'm going to play stuff who oh, by the way um this guy um the barcelona player you just mentioned frankie de Jong, he he yeah. he might be master united might be interested in him. he might find a, his way out of barcelona which is kind of crazy <laughs> i mean you know But uh, definitely, it would be a, a, a team to watch for the Champions League this coming up season. Um, I think it, it's a it's a pretty good signing, you know, the Gundogan signing by Barcelona. However, a well, big it's a, hole. It's a free. Yeah, it's yeah, free. yeah. And, and a bit, but a big hole for Manchester City to fill. Now they decide to go 100 million pounds. I still can't believe the amount of money that 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 people are paying for these players. But well, I mean, let's think, let's think, let's take a step back though. Let's really break it down though, because I think it's unfair to sort of blast city in this case. No, no. I mean, the Premier hey, League, no, everybody, the Premier League literally has more money than all the leagues combined. Right? right. Just like the, you know, Bournemouth just bought Clivert from, from Villarreal, who is considered a top 10 striker in La Liga. That's Bournemouth. They're the last, they barely did, survived relegation so right. it's this bottom of the table like guys and even that lower level so within the premier league plus the premium um, english players plus rice is still only 22 plus he's in the english national team that's 30 million right off the bat so let's say he's a 70 million dollar player then you have the competition from arsenal so that's another sort of push 100 million doesn't sound that unreasonable once you start sort of putting in all the factors, that he is a very good player. He is a captain of a team that, I know we're going to laugh, 
he lifted a trophy in Europe for West Ham for the first time in 50 years. Yes, it's the Conference League. But if Jose Mourinho can get a tattoo of that thing, then Declan Rice can be proud to win. That's true. That's true. The, freaking, the now, trophy. So, I will say uh, this because this is kind of it's interesting how this is playing out because Declan Rice has made it clear to his environment that he would rather stay in London and go to Arsenal. Absolutely. And, which is absolutely. But but you know, and I, I posted it on TikTok and people were like, "Well, he prefers." Um, to stay in a football club, a traditional football club, instead of choosing plastic in dollars or euros, but which is, oh, I don't shit. think is a fair. I don't think it's a fair assessment because <laughs> if you made if up you, by the if, news, they don't give if, a shit about. If that. you if you ask the regular guy, me and you would jump in a heartbeat to to go uh, fill up water bottles for for the team for that kind of money. So I, the, I, I don't the, necessarily. The other thing is, is like he's twenty two years old. This concept of plastic club comes from when. 2010 when he was 12 years old like it gets perpetrated but i don't think players think that way at all i think they think that's pep guardiola they just won the treble they don't they're not fans remember players just think completely differently it's very rare that they understand fandom because they've been in it for so long he's probably like what are people talking about you know what i mean like he's probably thinking you know arsenal are in london i can stay home and still go home to my mother on sunday dinner right i mean ideally i'm sure ideally he'd love to go to chelsea but I think you think he's a Chelsea fan. Club. Is he a he, Chelsea? He came up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He and Mount. And, he, were and he's gonna and, and he's yeah, gonna play for Arsenal. I don't want him. <laughs> <laughs> well, but the, I mean, you know, they're professionals. No, yeah. I get that. I get that. Yeah, they're uh, professional. Exactly right. Like, but, well, Jamie Carragher was an Evertonian. He ended up playing for Liverpool. So. But one thing that's clear is uh, that he's going to leave West Ham United. I mean, th- there's no question. Yes. You know, the question here is, well, Manchester City was playing sideline for a while, watching this whole thing, uh, you know, play. But you don't think so? I, I, I've i seen these things so many times. I think it's all freaking crap, honestly. Like, I just remember the Cristiano thing where all of a sudden City are going to sign Cristiano. I'm like, no, we're not. There's no way. Then the bid comes in from United. You know, Ferguson's calling up saying, yeah. oh, he can't go ever go to City. He was never going to City. So I think that this news conveniently comes in when Arsenal says, oh, we can't go another $10 million. And all of a sudden, City comes up and says we're signing Decker and Rice. I find that to be a move to get the $100 million from Arsenal. Well, It's all him. Um, I mean, Arsenal need him more than Manchester City does. I, I know that's a fact. Manchester City doesn't need him. No. Um, <laughs> I mean, it would be nice to, to to get somebody to kind of fill the hole of Gundogan leaving, but I don't think that City really is We crying. have him. It's called Phil Foden. Phil Foden yeah, will yeah. drop into the middle. It'll be no problem. And uh, <laughs> so, I, I mean, Arsenal is there. I mean, you know, they're preparing to throw a third bid for Declan Rice in the next few hours, probably tomorrow uh, at, the, at the latest. But... Uh, you know, I have a question for you though. Yeah. How much when you watch Rice, how does he fit into how Arsenal plays? Right? Because he's a ball carrier. He's not Definitely. a line-breaking passer. He's much more of a defensive player. On offense, he yeah, that you score that's one of his three goals that we're seeing on the screen. But like he's much more of a carrier. He doesn't pass. Right? So here he goes. Well, yeah, well, I mean, he passed it right there, (laughs) but, but, uh, I mean, listen, I feel like, I feel like 
this could be a nice addition for Arsenal because I mean we kind of need those players. I mean somebody that can grab the ball yeah, is it, not scared. It raises the quality, right? Some, right. Yeah, it, some somebody that's not scared yeah. is going to get the ball. Hey, give me the ball. I'm going to take right. it. I'm going to have the you know audacity to to actually do stuff with it. I hate like yeah. stagnant football. You just players do everything you know one on one, and and sometimes you can't mm-hmm. have that. And, you know you see a lot of a lot of that in European players. You know South American or yeah. or, or or players from from this area they yeah. they they tend to grab the ball and play like they do in the, in the neighborhood and um mm-hmm. european players are more especially german players they're more by the rule and everything will work this yeah. way and i think Declan yeah. rice has the a little bit of a rebel that that arsenal need and arteta knows that mm-hmm. he, he knows that he, he knows that yeah. we need somebody is, to... isn't he really isn't he really just a replacement for party who through until the until the city game was fantastic and then the yeah. city game he basically died after that like he got so exposed whatever the plan was he was awful in that game because he had to cover two guys and then after that he was cooked right well <laughs> right? he couldn't he couldn't yeah. defend he couldn't he couldn't do enough to to, to stop the saliba thing isn't that, that really isn't party gonna leave or, or whatever well, right now there's no information on that. I I don't even see. I don't even uh, haven't found out anything about him in particular. Now, <laughs> if they're trying to fight for Declan Rice so hard, it's because obviously yeah. Arteta hasn't seen. Uh, listen, the way Arsenal lost last season, it, it, it's it's something that that needs to be adjusted, yeah, fixed. Yeah, because I mean things can happen in football, but let's be clear. Yeah. I mean. You, you can't blow a season like they did. I don't care how how good Manchester City is; they're good. But you have at, at one point I can't I can't remember how many points they were over City, and uh, eleven. Yeah, so I mean, in a moment, like City had two games in hand, but they were eleven ahead. So I mean, you have to really try to lose a, a tournament for that to happen and, and I, I know that but you but you're talking about arsenal i mean we got Jorginho, who is who is a european champion with italy you got uh Odegaard, you know experience with 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 real madrid i know he didn't leave as, as but he's a tremendous him. player roe is a good player saka is a great player that's Sinchenko. the question i have where was roe can't roe play in the midfield i didn't understand that yeah yeah i, I mean i don't know he could have dropped deeper that's the part that I had a question about. I mean, we're not, we don't have to relegate all of Arsenal. That's the part that I questioned with Arteta, which was, where was the adaptation? Where was the trying to move a player into a spot that maybe he isn't comfortable? Where's Odegaard dropping deeper and using Rowan Odegaard's spot? Like, he just kind of let it happen. Anyway, that's a whole different story. Um, yeah, there, there was none. There, there, there was we, no. We, and, and by the way, also, uh, Gabriel Jesus, I mean, I like him. But he hasn't played to me good in Arsenal, and, and uh, you uh, know. By the way, City fans could have told, asked me how he would play. Well, I, I, <laughs> he I'm ended sa- up playing exactly how he played at City, which I thought which he was, was, you know, because sometimes. But we, we're getting Havertz too, which people are downing. God, that's in the hole. You know, but, I think uh, he'll be fine. Actually, I, I like mean, Havertz. Sometimes a change of scenery is good. But I, listen, I, Chelsea fans are are killing Arsenal over Havertz. You cannot do that with somebody that gave you a Champions League. I know he he didn't have a good season. I understand that, but he didn't become me playing there's a, football. There's a, there's a reason. There's a reason that Havertz has beef. 
But do you want? Do we want to talk about some stuff with our friends in the north, my neighbors with United and Mason oh, yeah. Mount, and all the clear out yes. and everything that's going on there? Because that's the other saga. So we have the rice saga that's boiling Correct. now, but now, the one that's been on a simmer for about three weeks is this Mount thing, now, where it's just kind be, of is he going? Is he not going? Be, before we move on quickly, tell me who? Do, where do you think um, Rice is going to? I think he'll end up at Arsenal. I think that there's this is a play uh, that City are getting played to push uh, a higher bid from Arsenal for Rice. City will put a stake in the ground. If he takes it, they'll take Rice. If Arsenal go higher, they'll let him go. Okay. Well, I think it's I a do. way to get that hundred million dollars for a yeah. hundred million pounds. From I do Arsenal. believe. Um, I do believe that he he's he he's going to go to Arsenal. I mean, I I, I believe that. Uh, I think. He's done well for West Ham for for them to screw him over and and you know right now he's not you know he might not be an Arsenal fan or whatever but he wants to stay in London so I think they're gonna try to work something out for him but you like you said I yeah. think it's a it's a game uh, so let's move on to Mason Mount what's going on man Chelsea is he are they gonna leave this kid he wants to leave he doesn't want to stay there and clearly they want to clear their cap so why are they not taking an offer that he's gonna be free next year so what what I I think this is a I think this is a another one of these stories that's a saga. I think that there's a desire. They, I think the one the one thing that's weird is like there's a forgetfulness about. I mean, we forget very quickly. Mason Mount was Chelsea's best player for probably three seasons, at least two. Right, scored all the free kick goals. He's actually quite similar to me as to you, um, Declan Rice, even though they're. <laughs> No, he's not similar to me. He's similar to Declan Rice in that he's a carrier, less of a line breaker, has much more offensive flair. Yeah. But he's a player that works, takes orders. Every manager he has ends up playing him even when they try not to play him because he does what you ask him to do, which is great. Well, Everybody I, wants a player like that. Er, er, he presses. Er, he does everything. Earlier in episodes, I, I've said it. I don't even know why Chelsea's trying to get rid of him because he's been, like you said, one of their, their top players. Now I understand this whole – money thing and uh you know they, they they want to do that but what's going on at chelsea is a whole mystery in and of itself but i don't understand i don't understand why i mean you their offer is 10 million short you that he wants to leave you clearly want to get rid of him is 10 million really that much of a difference you know i again i i'm so confused I, as a as an american you know we just went through nba free agency we just have like all these things that are going on uh, with our cap and all our systems. I'm always intrigued and enthralled by how this whole transfer system works. You get these long-term stories. It's a saga. I honestly don't think any of this is really happening. I think it's total bullshit, but yeah. I think that there's some point United will just come with the money that releases him. And that's that, but we're getting three weeks worth of news stories from sources here. There's five different people. There's an agent, there's family, there's the club. There's United who want to make sure their fans know that they're putting effort in. And we know from previous seasons, United is a sieve. Everything comes out at United. There's no cool. There's no class. And I don't think that Ten Hag really has his own representations in the team yet to handle how transfer should work. The way it should happen is it should be early, it should be quick, and it should be quiet. And that's that hasn't been United for years now. So yeah. now we're getting this next Mason Mount thing where clearly he improves the team, but it shouldn't be this big of a saga. It should just be, yeah, we paid yeah. 60 million, we got Mason Mount, yeah. But yeah. instead we're getting this song and dance about a player who's good, 
Yeah, but uh, I don't uh, think he and, and clearly changes wants to leave. the dynamic of United. Um, now, well, with with their decline, Chelsea declined their offer, fifty five million pound offer. Obviously, United are trying to refocus on other targets. Um, however, the information is that the offer is still on the table, and uh, so Chelsea can accept it at any time. But I mean, mm-hmm. can't it, with we, we're going to get into Manchester United getting rid of rid of up to 13 players i mean this There's is no way they're getting rid of 13. Well, they're not going to obviously but but you can see <laughs> i mean if if you cannot sell mcguire that's right now on vacation if you can't sell him you're not getting rid of anybody if you know what i mean because <laughs> yeah I mean, i'm sure Girona might need a, a center a center back yeah yeah you know what i mean i think the the issue the issue that's happened to the premier league and this is a this is sorry the issue they have is it's so wealthy and the players are on such high wages and they've literally have escaped velocity from the rest of world football. They can only sell to each other or yeah. Saudi Arabia. They can't move players. They can't sell Maguire to Inter Milan for $40 million because Inter doesn't make, have the money. Maguire makes 200000 a week. Yeah, there's no – he can't move. Yeah. So either they sell him to, you know – back to Leicester or Leicester went down. Sorry. They sell him to, you know, someone like Aston Villa and he can play next to, next to, you know, one of their center back pairings or weirdly. And I know you'd laugh, you'll laugh at this. If he went and was the backup center back for Saliba and Gabriel, he actually <laughs> might work at Arsenal. Like that kind of thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they can't, they have nowhere to go. So these players are going to be stuck with United. And I think, one of the things that I think we'll probably see as a emerging issue at clubs is how they manage their squads when there really isn't a way to move players on. Even loans become inoperable. You look at Chelsea's got, they've got this lifeline that they're offing guys into, into Saudi Arabia. But if you have a big squad the way United do, they're really going to have a hard time finding places for these players. It, well, you know, the, maybe he'll go to Luton. Yeah. Maybe he'll go. I mean, you've got to think of like, be creative and be like, oh, you just came up. Sheffield Wednesday do you, to Sheffield United. Do you want Harry Maguire to be the anchor of your defense so you can stay in the league? It's got to be creative. And I don't know that United has those creative executives in the squad, in the team, in the backroom staff anymore. Well, as you see right there, Manchester United willing to sell 13 players in 260 million pound clear out. It's price tags for each star, including Jaden Sancho, who just got there. I mean, literally a season or two from uh, from Germany. Bruce and, Dortmund, yeah. And uh, you know, clearly, Manchester United has been saying that they're willing to pay. Their budget is about 100 million per year, but they spent 200 last season. Uh, so, I mean, they're spending ridiculously. And uh, the point, and it's kind of sad because it is, I know you're a City fan, but th- this is one of the biggest clubs in history, uh, football history. And for the past 10 to 15 years, it just has been trash. And uh, I mean, the same, I mean, you can, you know, uh, uh, YouTubers. There like are this. five managers players on that squad. Yeah. yeah Different yeah, managers yeah. with no cohesion that all played differently. Yeah. Right. Uh, You've got Moyes players still there. You've got Mourinho players. You've got Van Gaal players. You've got Ole players, and now, and you've got Ranić players, and now you have Van uh, Ten Hag players, right? How does that all work together? Sancho was Ole's white whale, and now he's on the team, and Ten Hag's like, I don't know what to do with you. You don't do anything. 
And then you've got Over. certain players that play no matter what, right? Like McTominay, because he works hard and he's capable, he's still playing. Fred comes from Van Hall. What is he even doing at this point, right? Like just players upon players that they don't know what to do with them. The squad's too big. They try and move them on. Um, I've talked about it on my show many times. I thought Ten Hag did an incredible job. Like that team is not good. <laughs> yeah. And they somehow were able to, to piece together these wins. I mean, and they have some bad losses. I mean, the 7-0 to Liverpool, the 6-3 versus City. I mean, a lot of games where they really got hurt badly because uh, they just don't have the players yet. Now, um, you got players that are sounding for Manchester United, like like goalkeeper Onana. They're trying to get rid of uh, De Gea. I I understand. See, see, this is the, 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 the contradictory statements that they always throw out is that you want to get you want to save money you want to get um you know rid of your clear your cap or whatever but you're trying to get rid of i understand you know three hundred seventy five thousand a week is what the hell gets paid but that's not your excuse your excuse is that he doesn't know how to play with his feet and you're trying to get your nana from inter it, it just don't he make any fantastic. sense you know he, he, he's well, a good, the, good the goalkeeper issue- but you know just say I that you're trying to get rid of with- the hair for money not because he doesn't know how to play yeah the issue, the issue with De Gea and that goalkeeper situation is he's still very, very good. And in many situations, he literally saves them points. I think statistically, he was one of the best keepers in the league in terms of saving goals. Uh, he was like a plus 10 expected goal. This is my nerd stuff. Don't worry about it. I get into this stuff. Uh, like expected goal saves. He was like yeah. number one plus 10. goals like that. But, and then the other issue is, is it becomes an issue of priority. Do you want to spend weeks upon weeks of executive capital working on moving a guy out when really you probably need more central defenders. You Sorry, you need another central defender. You need cover for Casemiro. You need to replace McTominay. McTominay should not become a freaking Manchester United legend. He should have been gone after a season. He's a stopgap. But that stopgap is now there for five years. So but, that's where the problem comes in. But I also think, and, and I'll just give you this point about the Hea, is it's unseen is the problem. Is when you watch United and you go, why are they so slow? Why can't they build up? Why is everything a step too slow? Why does it not work? That's the Hea. The Hea holds on to the ball. The buildup goes slow. The, the central midfielders drop in. They don't get the ball on time. Then the defender, everyone pushes up and everything slows down. All the options disappear, and that's well, just because I, De Gea was scared for five seconds. Well, I tell you, you know what I mean. I tell you this though: I, I want my goalkeeper to, to play with his hands, and the <laughs> the dribbling that can go that can be that's nice. But listen, I've seen Onana get out of hand. He's with, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I understand he can, you know, he can he can be messy out there. I don't care, but he still has to. Defend and goalkeeper. Yeah, but he he does make saves, Mike. Right? No, he he he, does, he does. But you know, as you mentioned, the hair actually has saved a lot of points for Manchester United this season. So I don't think he is but, the is the problem. Talk to United fans. Trust me, he doesn't. He does. He makes great saves, but there are things that he doesn't do that are infuriating. Yeah, he does yeah, not. Yeah. Well, well, he, I mean, for, he does not come for crosses. So that pressure, those saves that he makes. Yeah. He should actually not have to make them because he should have got the ball already. <laughs> right, right. Okay. So he's still that those problems that he had are still there. It would be like if City had kept Joe Hart the whole time. City probably would have still won with Joe yeah. Hart, but 
it <laughs> yeah. would never have been as fluid. Now, uh, last but not least, um, just two players here: Sancho, forty-five million price tag; Maguire, forty million pr- price tag; twenty-five million on Marshall. Are they leaving Manchester United? Marshall, which Martial? Oh, well, sorry, Martial. Yeah, Martial. They should just cut. Like, just he's sunk cost. Go play with the kids. You're gone. You just we don't need you. Although Ten Hag does like him, they have played okay when he's in the side because it lets Rashford be out wide where he should be because he's not a nine. He's an actual nine, which is what United have needed. This is not good enough, and he sort of gets hurt all the time. Maguire. The thing I think about with Maguire, and That's I remember him at Leicester. The thing is, I, what I remember about Maguire, and you see it with England, and you see it, um, you see it when he's at his best, and you don't see it when he's at United. At his best, he comes out with the ball. He carries the ball out of defense. He's like a a shit John Stones, where he comes out and he makes those passes. The other thing is, they've never really had good enough protection. Everything kind of breaks down, and he ends up on his own. And so all his timing is gone off. All his confidence is gone. I really believe another manager and another team, he'd be great. Like if he, if he somehow were to get to Aston Villa, I know I was talking earlier about him going to Villa. I think Unai Emery would figure it out and be like, oh, this guy's good. He can do this versus focusing on the things he can't do. He would focus on the things Maguire can do. And that's that buildup. It's those line breaking passes. And it's that reading of the game. At United, he became a lightning rod for everything wrong with the side. Now, he's been terrible. I've seen him make terrible mistakes. My friend John Santana, uh, who's our resident uh, United fan in the, in the chat group that you joined recently, Christian, he's always like, please get him out of here. Please, please make him go. I do think that there's a player in there. And I think about a player like um, Chris Smalling, who was at United many years. and was like, get rid of Chris Smalling, get rid of Chris Smalling. He's been at Roma. He's been with Mourinho for now three or four different managers. Five years, doesn't miss a game. He's considered one of the better defenders in Serie A, but he couldn't play for United. Because why? Who knows? So it's a matter of like who can handle the pressure? Does he get the time? Can he build a partnership? With United, they just need to take a pair of center backs and keep them together and let them play. Um, I don't think... One player, this pertains to United, but also Chelsea and Arsenal. One player that's... Really sounding for all these teams is Caicedo from Ecuador. I love him. He he had a great he he's got a, he he had a great season, but oh it's just the, the it's just one season. So I mean he he's good. I'm I just the amount of pride like you know a lot of people are no. really you know talking about this player. Like I mean I get it. He's got a good season now. Okay, oh, oh, let's take a step back. In retrospect. Would anyone have said that about N'Golo Kante in oh, well, N'Golo 2015 Kante. after they after they won the league with Leicester? No one would have said, it's only one year. Why is he going to Chelsea? What if Caicedo is Kante? That's the question you have well, to ask. That could be. I mean, I like him. He's a, he's a good, good player. And all these teams really are looking forward to, to getting him, you know. So, um, I don't working know. Working midfield. Like, I, I just, just all I care is about if he doesn't go to Liverpool, that's all I care about. He can go anywhere. Just not Liverpool. Well, he might go to United. He might go to Manchester United. United. I don't care about that. If he goes to Liverpool, Klopp will have a destructive laser beam of war that he can use at his disposable that (laughs) I will be scared of, and he will mess up my team. I do not want to see that man running around in red (laughs) of Liverpool because I like him a lot. Uh, One of the things, I don't know if you know, maybe I don't know how much – 
people know, Brighton is just like the most incredible team I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I'm completely <laughs> in love with them. I can't get enough of them. Estupinian, uh, Caicedo, uh, McAllister's already there. Oh, oh, they already got McAllister, so he's, they're probably not going to take both their midfielders. But uh, Lewis Dunk, a secretly fantastic defender. If you haven't watched Lewis Dunk playing for Brighton, please do it because he's what people thought Harry Maguire should be, but he actually is the best English defender that there is. He's fantastic. I love him. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll, we'll I get leave. deep. I get deep. We'll get deep into my Lewis. Dunk we'll leave it. Bus. We'll leave that one at that, man. Now let's talk about more important things. You know, like Arsenal and uh, uh-huh. more on Arsenal. Okay. So Arsenal. Julian Timber, man, he's Arsenal is launching a second transfer bid and hope to seal mm. the deal this week after agreeing on personal terms. But personal terms is just personal terms until you have to agree with the club. Club terms are what matter. You know. Um, yes. And so, how, do you like this player, man? What What, what do you think? So, uh, he's Eredivisi. I'm always wary of these Eredivisi players. Yeah, you know, it's so a, hit or miss. It's a lower, uh, lower ne- level. You never know what's going to happen with them. I mean, we think about Anthony at United. Uh, he did not have a great season. But then on the other side of it, you know, you have someone like Luis Suarez, who essentially right. took over the world from Ajax. Um, yeah, that's I don't know Timber well. I just worry about these Eredivisie players where you don't know the level of intensity. Can they do it on a rainy night in Stoke, as the joke always goes? Can they handle the pressure? Um, I think Arteta is a good manager. I think he can handle it. But I would be wary of this guy being a solution in his first season. But I don't mind it as a squad player, a player who can grow into a role and someone who can contribute in the sort of second half, last two-thirds of the season. But if this is your signature signing, I think you'd be worried. Now, um, talks have continued with Michael Arteta, or Michael Arteta, and he wants the deal done this week. And uh, the latest bid is rumored to be worth between 34 to $39 million with bonuses and add-on, possibly Reasonable. a 90-pound week contract. Uh, so I mean I think reasonable. I think I think, it's gonna, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think it's gonna be done. I, mean, I think it's gonna be done. I think I think for Arsenal, you know, they're gonna have Champions League this season. He ran, and you know this better than anyone, they ran that team into the ground. They stopped the man. he did. I mean, it's the same 12 guys over yeah. and over and over again. And granted, when he tried hey. to play other people, it didn't work. So I think it's about getting that number up to can we get to 15 quality players that I'm not afraid to play any of them in any combination, right? He had the great, I think the Trossard move really saved Arsenal to make that bid go a little bit further, but it needed to be, it needed to be one more defender, right? It needed like one Johnny Evans, one, you know, one Webster for like one, like even like very English defender who was just like, okay, Saliba, you do what you want. I'm going to go put my head in people's face. And yeah. if they come near me, I'm going to knock them down. That's Arsenal needed Tony Adams. Arsenal needed Martin Keown. They needed some English yeah. fight for the run-in. And so I think I would be looking. That's why I'm not even being funny. I would get Maguire. If you could get him for $40 million No, I wouldn't. A defender, you couldn't. I would. Hey, let me tell you something. You couldn't pay me Saudi Arabia money for me to take <laughs> with Maguire but to what's, Arsenal. What's, at what, but here's the thing. At what price is it worth it? At 40 is it too much? And no. But at thirty-five, what? When is the number right? 20? I mean, the, the, listen, man. I've seen way too many <laughs> highlights of of Maguire 
that are not good. I think he's about the only <laughs> turning, player turning, turn, turning he's a, around like this. Like he's about the only pl- he's about the only player that gets highlights that, that gets low lights. I'm, I'm trying yeah. I'm trying to sabotage Arsenal. <laughs> but uh, hey, I want to give a shout out to Del J who commented live. He said Declan Rice doesn't impress me as Champions League quality, uh-huh. just overvalued because he's English. I mean, I mean yes, that's a point of view. That's, we a good, saying. that's a good but point. But here's of view. the thing to remember that I think we have to think about with Declan Rice. Being a, def- a central defender with Moyes, you never have the ball. So we didn't really, we're not, we're not sure what kind of a player he is. I think we'll see something different when he's in a team that has possession, whether he can handle that, hey, I need to make 90% of my passes. I'm going to get 80 to 100 touches per game and move that ball in and out and bounce it off of, of, of Odegaard and try and see those overlapping runs down the wing. Can he hit that raking pass that Martinelli's going to make? Yeah, and I don't. I mean, he would make him to Bowen, but maybe once or twice a game. When you have to do it all the time, over and over. can he be a bouse up? Can he control a game? It's getting hectic in the midfield. Can he take, put his foot on the ball, turn around, play it back to the vents, slow things down, and control games? That's the question I have for for Rice. He was used to when he had the ball going on the break, but can he be a bouse Take the game down, slow it down, let Arsenal win games one two nil. Find the moments that make sense for them. So. Now, um, just to finish with Arsenal, Romeo Latvia <laughs> might be at risk to get hijacked by uh, either United or Chelsea. Man, I, something I don't know what's know going what? on. So, as a City fan, whoever wants to buy Roma, La, Romeo Lavia, please do. I think City have like a fifteen percent sign-on fee. You'll be giving money to City. <laughs> well, clearly, um, the, I mean, the, he's good. He's yeah, but team. I mean, Arsenal. This is just the way it is. Arsenal. We we. I mean, we have money, but we can't compete against City or. I mean, I don't know about Chelsea. You know, they're, they're selling players like crazy. But, um, so it is what it is. At this point, I think um, he just has to want to play for Arsenal, and for him. Yeah, for, and these for are the, the, the again. These are these questions. He's very very young. I think he's only twenty. Uh, a good season in a tough time with Southampton. He was playing well under Hassan Hoodle. He got hurt for most of the middle of the season. Uh, didn't really get to affect whether they were going to go down or not. Came in late. Uh, had some good results. I mean, I think he was in the side that drew with Arsenal. Good player. Really nice touches. Really unafraid. Take that ball out of defense. Make those runs. Really smooth. Really good. Well taught out of the City Academy. So Arteta will see that. Know that he's got the skills already. Because all that stuff comes from the top, right? It's Cruyff down to down to Pep, in through, you know, Chiki Jabaristan, and they teach it all the way through the City Academy. So those City graduates are really valued for these attacking managers who are like, I know he knows what to do because this is how I want to play. And Arteta will have known Lavia from when he was probably 15 years old, to be frank. And he'll be able to grab him and be like, remember, we do this, bump, 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 bump. Uh, So I like him. But my question was, you know, Lukongo, who they got from Anderlecht, uh, and they loaned him to Crystal Palace, did he, is he just out? Like he was supposed to be that midfielder. Is is he just not going to be there? Like I feel like uh, yeah. I don't, Arsenal I don't think have they have a gap. They have this problem where they are all the first team is pretty solid, but they that next group of who's going to come in, it's all young, and I just a lot I of just young players. If man, Lavia is ready uh, to. Uh, a lot of I, I, right. I mean, they're still the youngest team in the league. Still, a lot of yeah. I, I'm listen. I'm waiting for Zaka to take over the league at some point in the next. <laughs> if he 20, hasn't already, in the next twenty years, 
but I'm I'm waiting hard, man. But you know, he's going to be tested in, in big games, and uh, a lot of these players actually Saka. not just not just yeah not just young players, but a lot of these players failed miserably when it came to the pressure the pressure to ha- to have to compete in, in in high pressure games, especially when City was breathing in the back of your neck. And, That's not. Uh, they didn't lose the league to. They lost the league to Southampton. They lost well, the league to West Ham. Well, okay. Well, that that's a good you point. But I mean? but if like, City but if City had, lost more games, the, had, no. But they had the lead so that they could lose those City games. It was not against City that they lost the league. It was Southampton and it was West Ham. Those were the games that killed them. I'll even give them a pass for Liverpool. It's Southampton and West Ham that killed them. They were cooked. They yeah. knew it. They knew it. Although they almost pulled that West Ham that Southampton game. Almost, they were down man. Two <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, that's your Arsenal news. So I guess the show's over. Uh, no, nah, I'm playing. <laughs> no, I'm, no, no. I'm playing. We got I have more. Let's we, talk we, about we, more things. We we have Saudi Arabia, man. You know they're 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 talking about Griezmann uh, going. Firmino is in negotiations. Um, they oh, actually, they just finalized a uh, 23 million pound um, deal with uh, Brozovic, Marcelo Brozovic from Inter Milan. So he's going to go to on the sir. So what is going on? And if there's a, I know Gary Neville the other day, about two weeks ago, you know, he, he just, he said this, they need to be investigated. Something needs to be done. Listen, I know that European or, well, not all European, but like English, um, Spanish, I believe uh, German as well. They have to stay under a fair play. Uh, situation. Financial fair play, yes. So That's based on UEFA, yes. However, I mean, PSG has been has bought players, has spent a lot of money on the on, on players, and they're in. And, UEFA. They, and they they have paid they have paid the fines. <laughs> so that so point. that's what it is. I have the money to pay we the fines. Early, early in city, we got a fifty million pound fine. We just paid it. Is, is it that, like, well, okay, yeah, that, we, you, you got it. us. We're busted. Thank you. Okay, so, no problem. Now, um, should this yeah, be a concern? I think the, the, these are interesting and difficult questions. When, when they, let, let me tell you this, uh, uh, Laurent. When, I mean, because I look at it from the from both ways. Okay, listen. If you're like I just said, it, Arsenal. I mean, we can't compete. But at one point, is this starting to look like we are mad at the rich for being rich? I mean, it is, is what, these are the questions I have, yeah. isn't it? So these it, are the, it these, is what it is. These are the these are the these are the bigger questions that I think we all have to sort of think about. There is a through line. I'm going to get deep. Just give me give me some runway. There is a through line in English football, particularly that is about working class people and what football means to them and how it works and how it's considered and should this money. There are a lot of people that are like, oh, don't, I don't ever watch football again. Money's ruined it. Money's ruined. I want you to know that as a big baseball fan, I have studied the history of baseball and the history of sport down to like the 19th century. And you can find articles from the 30s that say money is ruining baseball. The Yankees destroyed baseball because they bought Babe Ruth. Or in the 50s, the Giants are ruining baseball. They just bought YA, uh, ruining football. They bought YA Tittle. This is a story that is eternal in sport. It's always too much money. It's always destroying the game. So that's that. The second piece that I think is interesting is 
what we love about European football and football in general, or European football specifically, is that it's unfettered and free, that the clubs can spend whatever they want. That's what makes the leagues great. That's why Manchester United were so good. That's why Real Madrid are so good. That's why Barcelona were so good. There was no cap. They could be as big and as amazing as they want, right? Yeah. The issue comes when it is an outsider. Nobody has a problem with the aristocratic clubs. We can call them whoever's won the Champions League, aside from like City and Dynamo Kiev. Whoever's won the Champions League says that they're allowed to win the Champions League forever. And anyone who's new is bad. Right. Okay. So we have that narrative. The issue with the Arabs, I think, is that it's new money. It's brown money. It's non-Christian money. It's non-European money. <laughs> it's foreign. And they don't like it. Right. And there is human rights abuses. And we can talk about, we can yeah. go through history and talk about everyone's human rights abuses. Yes, they killed that journalist. I get it. It's terrible. But the question is, is the bigger question is, who has a right to glory? Who's allowed to win? And who controls it? These are, this is the big question, right? I go through it with Manchester City all the time. It's not fun all the time to have to defend City and our 115 charges. It's not fun for Chelsea fans to have to defend Roman Abramovich and you know the fact that he was literally called uh, Putin's ATM machine. That stuff's hard, but we love our clubs. We just like, well, I'm doing this. I don't right. care. I had to love George Steinbrenner. You know, people have to love, you know, uh, well, terrible you, players who have trouble all the time. Yeah, so I, I mean, I can say I can, I can say about Arsenal, see, like, we don't say much about Crunky's how he, he owns or they own Walmart, a, 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 <laughs> you know, 100 teams in all across sports, which could be considered. I know they're not all football, but could be considered mm -hmm. like, listen, what is this? I mean, you know, because if I own a team, I know they're not all football, but say if he decides to buy a club in spain and all of a sudden even though they're not in the same league at some point could be conf conflict of interest you know that's what in mexican league you know the you see one owner owning one or two or three clubs you've seen it and they they Italy, criticize the family yeah and you know they own, uh, they own watford sienna and like four other teams so at some point, I know, you know, because they're going to tell you, like, wh when is Sienna going to play the Champions League to, to beat? Yeah, I yeah. get that, but it's the principle because how do you know? The, the, there's no, you own, I own well, a big city, club. City, and, we, have, we, have, we have the city football group. We have a team, oh, I think, oh, in every it, continent. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't talk about that, man, because, <laughs> I, I, like, I'm tired of hearing, you know, in Uruguay, there's a Uruguay FC city. I'm like, yeah. city FC. Like, come on, man. Every everywhere in the world is there's a there's a, a city team which listen yeah, uh, they have they have a business model they're you, trying to figure it, out how to leverage and scale up the operations of the football right which I don't have a problem That's with that uh, you know I think yeah, I think business. if it's legal it is what it is just because they have the money to do it doesn't mean that they're bad about it uh, you know or, or it comes from yeah. an illegality I, it doesn't... I think I think the, I think that the question with the Saudi Arabia thing is. And where Gary Neville was coming from was the revelation that they may have a stake in Chelsea secretly yeah. through Clear Lake Capital. And that's the issue. Because if they have a stake in Clear Lake and they are essentially shuttling money and moving players back and forth, well, that's, a, that's illegal. I mean, that's... populating their Arab League and populating Chelsea, then you have a problem of like, where's the money coming from? 
is Bowley just a front man? Is the next step in 10 years on Newcastle and Chelsea? That won't happen, but they've got so, Newcastle. I think they're doing that right. I mean, to be fair, they've bought Newcastle. They're not spending crazy money. They bought Tonelli and one other player. They had a great season. All's love and fair. But I think it's the scale and the fear of like, hey, they just bought golf. Now they're putting three teams together. They're trying to populate it with the best players in the world. I don't, as a person who's a City fan, I know that just buying big name players doesn't mean shit. You've got to <laughs> no, that is earn, you have to earn the hearts and minds on the field and you have to suffer and you got to put time in and you have to start stringing together moments of shared history of all of football. You have to be in a Champions League final against Chelsea. You've got to lose against PSG. You've got to play against Barcelona. And that Arab League has no history that anyone is going to care about. People think that just quality of football is what makes it. And we know now that that's not true, right? Look at Wrexham. That is a story that is beyond quality. And that that is one thing, actually. uh, I'm glad you brought it up because that is one story that uh, is cool and and I, I like it, but I think we're kind of hypocritical because you got two. I don't know who the other guy is, but you got one famous actor, Rob McGillahenny from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. They, they got together, they bought a club, and they. It's probably the the most famous um, championship. Where are they in the championship? Or where? where they like, are lower than that. They were non-league. So so <laughs> so this it's got to be the most famous club. And everything, everything, everybody was excited talking about him. Of course, they have a huge following, but nobody Ow. said nobody said a lot uh, when they bought the club. And I think I wanted to bring something up. It, it's uh, I said Saudi League or Saudi Arabia, but this is more the problem here for people is um, Middle Eastern money. And so, is it fair? And I'm gonna I'm gonna let you have it. Is it fair? Like PSG. They're owned by Qatar. They spent all their money Correct. there. And now, Correct. now, they spent all their money. It didn't work. They got the World Cup. They got they got Mbappe, Messi, Neymar there for the World Cup. Everything was good. Sold a lot of money, a lot of jerseys, whatever. Now they're done. They're willing to sell Mbappe. They got rid of Messi. They're about to get rid of Neymar at some point. Now, they got bored. It seems like they got bored. That's And now they're going to try to move on to Manchester United. So now you're talking about one big club to another bigger club. And so is it okay to be like, you know what? I have, you know, they have all the money in the world. Um, I couldn't do it here. I'm bored. Now let me move on to the next one. Is that, because that doesn't okay? seem. Yes, it's okay. It's, it's, it, so here's the thing. For Paris Saint-Germain fans, it's you, sad. You don't have to say it like that, Because their man. team. Put, uh, ridiculing my French. Yeah, just because I don't care, I can't say it. Paris, for PSG, Paris Saint-Germain. Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, for PSG, they're going to suffer. But I think that that club has a lot of passion, and they booed Messi. They were like, you know, you're not one of us. You're not of us. Yeah, that's true. So that team, that club is just, they're going to feel what they feel. They're going to go through what they go through. And if the Qataris take their wealth fund and then invest it in United, I think United fans will be happy because they all they want to do is be at the table and play the game. If the game is to have a rich sugar daddy with oil, then so be it. Uh, I'm sure there will be United fans who don't like it. You know, they have United of Manchester with the green scarves 
that have been protesting the Glazers since 2004 because they take money out of the club. But that's a minority of fans. Most fans love their club. They care about winning and losing. They care about Saturday. They care about their trophies. And if the Qataris move on to United, then they're just gonna they may just bring the same model. I think what what the PSG, I think PSG and City are the most paired together. It happened around the same time. I think PSG is 2010, City's 2008. It's 15 years. Is, of, go ahead, finish your point. I'm sorry. Is that they've tried two different models, right? Yeah. One went were for stars and brand, and one went for what hap- went for infrastructure and what happens on the pitch is what matters, right? City, if you think about it, none of City's players are world superstars. They're world superstars for their play on the pitch, right? There's no flashy hair. There's no stepovers. It's just like David Silva is the best player, but you couldn't pick him out from a line on a DMV. Like, who's that little tiny Spanish dude? Like, hey, what's up? Yeah. Aguero, we know, but he barely spoke English. He never interviewed. <laughs> David Silva never spoke English, never interviewed. Yaya Torre was famous because his agent was a lunatic. But aside from Yaya. that, on every I love, I mean, Yaya is my guy, but everything was about success on the field. Whereas PSG was Zlatan, Neymar, Cavani you know, was about stars. Cavani, although well, Cavani looked great, right? He had the hair, yeah. he had the bow and arrow thing. So, and I think they're learning that. Football doesn't work that way. It's about the 11. It's not about the one. Yeah, it's definitely and about so, that. I mean, you know, you, you, City, it took them 15 years to win a Champions League. and uh, They won the league in four years. Well, yeah, no, the so. Champions League, to, to win a Champions League. But I know yeah, that. But the, but, the, but the Premier League is also hard. And, and it did take them a while in the beginning because, like you said, it's about the 11. It's not just putting all these players. It's, you see it. You saw it in the NBA when LeBron joined Miami Heat. I mean, it's not about lost first. a thousand players. You you can't put an all star team Galacticos. They they didn't win a crap. They didn't win anything. They didn't win the league. They won, they know, won early on. They look good. They, they didn't were really win the league. Yeah. They they look good. They were rock stars everywhere. Cameras. I mean, it was. I'm sure it was fun to be there, but they didn't win anything. So and and it and 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 to be fair, if you look at it from a business perspective, PSG have been successful as a business, right? Yeah. High profile. They've got the, the Jordan brand. They've probably made tons of money and done great. But from a sporting perspective, and they made Champions League finals. It's not to belittle it. They have, you know, you can have three balls go different directions and you won the Champions League, right? When they under two ball. Yeah. When, they, when they lost to Bayern. But it's fine margins. And when you look at it from the outside, you feel like you said, the PSG project is coming to an end in this iteration of it. And I do think they're starting to figure out, oh, we need to go Paris born and bred. Paris essentially is the best source of young players around the world are all in Paris because yeah. they have good infrastructure. France has a great grassroots thing. They have the Clermont Academy. The world's best players are from France. I mean, they're World Cup champions, but their league is fifth down, right? So Paris can mine that and sort of grow a team that is French and French first and Paris first. And I think that'll connect them together and that will give them the better chance. And then add the superstar versus the other way around. Now, um, let's move on. Uh, clearly, well, we didn't settle this debate. People are still going to be talking about this for many years. But, but this is <laughs> but this is where it's heading, man. You know, uh, like the Glaciers, they're tired of owning the team for some reason. People hate them. They might be bad. They might be good. Whatever it is, they're going to get rid of it. And it's, team that's... Just, 
People don't like the way Americans do business. Team, team that's <laughs> going up for sale, you better believe there's oil money going to be looking for that team. Oh, because um, who, who has but, Nobody else has money. Nobody else. I mean, Liverpool is one of the, the clubs that is, I mean, Arsenal, of course, but they're still owned by, by, you know. But see, I have a problem with that. Like, they're still owned by somebody. You know what I mean? It's not like like Real Madrid sure, sure. is it's a just, club that's a like Real Madrid is a club. Yeah, yeah. So 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 I mean, nobody's gonna be happy ever, man. I mean, Liverpool is owned by LeBron. I, I think the and thing I, that, I think the thing that becomes the the thing that becomes funny and odd and ironic and bizarre is just like, okay, the Cronkies have, let's say, seven billion dollars. That's their total net worth, and you're like, wow, seven billion dollars. They're like, you know. Top 20 richest people. On the other side is like these sovereign wealth funds that have, like, I think the PIF that owns Newcastle, they have a hundred billion dollars in assets. It's like you're talking about like a kid who goes to his lunch and he has a dollar, and another kid rolls in with twenty dollars. That's a big difference yeah. <laughs> for lunch. You know what I mean? So it's like, well, you can do anything. I mean, we're talking scales of money that are just beyond our comprehension. And I I, I guess that's a question is like, when do what is the line? When you've established that sport in Europe is a free-for-all and anyone can buy anything, do we want to restrict trade? Who gets to buy teams? Yeah, or how At much this money point, they the, spend? The, that's out of the barn. They can't make it smaller. You know, they, they <laughs> could probably they regulate that. how much money they spend a year, which that probably would do it, but I don't even know. If right, could you could put a salary cap in England, but does that mean that there's a salary cap across all world football? That doesn't mean that the Saudis have a salary. This is the thing, right? Yeah. The thing we have a luxury of in the U.S. is that the leagues are closed. It's controlled. It's a single country. But like right now, Spain has a salary cap. England doesn't care about that salary cap. No, there's Barcelona. Italy doesn't have a salary cap. <laughs> yeah, clearly they just <laughs> All right. sell themselves off. Let's anyway, move on. Let's move on. Uh, forever. Tottenham also in a clear out about to get rid of 10 players at least among <laughs> Davinson. Sanchez, a Colombian player, Ivan uh, Perisic, ex Inter Milan. I mean, that's a good player. I like, I like him. But he came with Conte. Uh, but now mm-hmm. Pasticoglu, he doesn't like this thing. Very man. good. I mean, again, again <laughs> with the same like Manchester United, they just you can't get rid of ten players so quickly. What do you think? I don't. Can... Yeah, I don't. I don't. I I I think the thing with Pasticoglu, and I've researched him. He's a fascinating character. He's a real rags to riches. A guy who did the work coming from, I mean, you want to talk about the backwater of football, second division Australia, works his way up rung by rung, step by step, gets to Celtic as like the third choice after Rodgers ditches them, gets his hand on that team, has them playing attacking football, a no-nonsense, a a real Australian. He has it in him. Uh, The fascinating thing was... um, he was trained by Pushkas, the most famous Real Madrid player ever. A famous, the Pushkas Award is named for this man for the yep. greatest goal every season. He was trained, and his first coach was Pushkas when he was a young man, as as Pushkas was running around the world. Um, and he just he has the he walks the walk. He has the strength and gravitas to be like, you want to bullshit me? I was nothing, and I'm here now. And you're gonna play the way I play, and he's I'm not a, gonna bullshit. He's a no nonsense uh, coach and uh, self made man, but attacking football, pressing this sort of modern coach of just like we press, we go as a group, we we fight to the end. This mentality monster kind of thing, a four three three, 
attacking, pushing fullbacks where the we 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 defend as a group and we defend from the front and we we attack as a group and the fullbacks push on. You know that kind of modern Kloppian uh, full throttle football is where they're going to play. And they just and he got a notoriously difficult group of fans, the Celtic fans in Glasgow, some of the toughest, most badass will follow you home fans in all of England and all of Europe. He brought them on side and they love him. And you've got to trust those Celtic fans to believe that Postacoglu will get Spurs playing. The issue is, is that he does need buy-in and it will be rocky for probably 10 games. But And, and, and what are you going to do? fans turn on him. What are you going to do with Kane? I mean, he doesn't want to stay, clearly. I mean, he, he's been wanting to leave for a long time. They haven't treated him really, like, well either. I mean, you know, he's – he's he, I don't know very many players have been more important to Tottenham other than Bale, maybe. He's incredible. He's – he's, he's I talked about this as one of my – he's just such an incredible player. I think he's almost underrated. I mean, yeah. I mean, the guy puts up 25 and 10s. I mean, that's crazy. And I'm not talking about points and rebounds. I'm talking about goals and assists. I mean – incredible yeah. who does that so i mean talented. there's no other striker like that the only player i can think of that had that much impact on ben, goal scoring, Benzema, scoring Benzema was is good. like is like but that team was better right yeah. it's like suarez 14 13 14 where he like that liverpool team was not good and yeah. he carried them to a 30 and 15 season or um or I'll, I'll your man uh, Thierry Henry with, with having like a, oh, a 25 and 20 season where he's just carrying the team. The everything goes through him, you know, all the passes, everything. But the talent on Spurs without Harry Kane, th- th- they could get relegated. Like that team is yeah. terrible. <laughs> and uh, I mean, they couldn't defend. They could he's, not defend. He's he's I mean, been one. He's been shocking. wanting to. He's been wanting to leave. Clearly, Manchester United, Real Madrid, been in talks, but uh, doesn't seem like uh, Levy. Levy's not going to let him go. Yeah, and and that's that's the thing, you know. Uh, because he, there's only so much he can do. He, he's not going to win your Champions League. He can't. Nobody the, can. The thing is, the thing, the thing is, is that Kane, Kane is like a. I'm, I'm, I'm channeling my aunt who's who passed away recently. She, he's buena gente. He's a good dude, and he does not want to burn bridges or have people not like him. And when you are ruthless, or you think about a Cristiano, especially, I think he's the best example of, or or is Latan. When it's time to go. And you feel like you've hit where you need to go. You pack up your shit and you stay home. And you go, I am not setting foot in that stadium until you move me. And I'm going to hold my breath and I'm going to start naming names. And that's how you have to move. You, If it's about your career, about where you want to go. Yeah, he's going to do it. I don't know how much, uh, how long and he's got. He doesn't, have, he doesn't have that in him to do. Yeah, I mean, you know, he could have easily... I thought he was going to go to City a couple of seasons or last he season. He was I mean. going to go to City. His brother was his agent, and his brother was a moron. He blew it. He should have gone to City. That was the moment. Two years ago, Yeah, he should have gone. But now he's going to be 30, 31. His contract's running out. That was the time to move him. But they got Mourinho. They sold him on the project. Bah, 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 bah. His other big mistake was if you are a top-level player and you're young and you're leading the league in goals – you don't sign a six-year contract with Daniel Levy because yeah. he will hold you to it. And so that was his other mistake. He comes off a World Cup, and he signed a six-year deal. And Levy was like, I own you. And so all this time, he's now on year five. He still is going to have five and one more 
it's still going, this contract that never ends. Yeah. And so that's why he's been stuck at Spurs. And until he holds his breath, sets fire to the training ground, he will be at Spurs. All right, well, let's move on to the next one, and it is Frenchman Kylian Mbappe. Is, oh, boy. Well, Real Madrid are optimistic about this. However, I can tell you that I see I see darkness in the horizon because uh, Kylian Mbappe has proven that, well, he says he wants to go to Real Madrid, but he's proven that he likes money a lot. I mean, a lot of us do. But um, he has got a $60 million salary, which is insane. In a year, and then he's got another amount ninety million in bonuses. I, this is the first time I ever heard a bonus being higher than the salary. But you know, this is it is what it is. So it's about one hundred fifty well, million. Who know, who, these numbers are phony. Like who even knows what this year means? You know yeah, I mean? like but, I haven't seen a Forbes list where he's number one. He's but, pro- he's not making more than Cristiano. You know what I mean? Like, but oh no, of course not. But so he's got supposedly one hundred fifty million pounds guaranteed until if he completes his. His uh his contract with PSG. So what he doesn't want to happen is that if he goes to Real Madrid right now, he'll lose that money. He wants to make that money either by Real Madrid in the contract throughout the years that he can get the hundred million, hundred fifty back, or they can negotiate between PSG and Real Madrid. The thing is, he doesn't care how, but he wants that hundred fifty in his account eventually. So um, should Real Madrid fans feel like? He wants to be around Madrid, but man, the first time that you let everybody persuade you to stay, you stayed. They also paid you a lot of money. And now it seems like he's got a condition to join Real Madrid. He wants to get his money, which you know, and we've been talking about it. If you want, like I said, if you want to go to Arsenal, you're going to have to know that they're not going to pay you like that. So does he want to play for Real Madrid? Is he a fan? Is he not a fan? I know he's a footballer, but what's happening? I think he is very savvy. I think he's modern. I think that he's very connected to NBA type stuff. Like he's connected to that group. I think that that sort of ethos, that LeBron ethos is spread, I think, around football. And I think he he's very aware that the money is there and he controls what's happening. And I'm not going to give you any discounts. I'm the talent, right? He's very right. modern in that way, right? It's a little bit anti-modern football. It's very much, I'm the brand, I'm the player. I think that he knows that Real Madrid want him, and he's just trying to use the leverage that he has at this moment. The thing that I warn him about, that I would, if I were advising him, is go as far as you can, but these windows of opportunity to get to Real Madrid, to be the number nine at Real Madrid, which is, let's be frank, the Highest profile position in all of world football, right? To yeah. be the number nine of Real. Possibly. It does not come that often. And Benzema no. left. And if you don't take the opportunity now, Real will move on to the next target. They'll go hard for Holland. They'll war but some do you think do, person do you, that we don't know yet. But so do you think, I mean, Holland is not going to be a free agent. He is going to be. Mbappe is going to be a free agent. Do you really think that Real Madrid is going to say no to him? If he has to stay there one more year at PSG. What the question is, if Mbappe does not go to Real this year, who is Real's number nine? They're going to well, go it's going to be Sanders? Rodrigo. Rodrigo is going to play. As a nine? I mean, they're going to, he was playing that. He's he's not it. Obviously, Benzema was, but 
he left and, and they don't have him. You know, it, if they do, they if you, you know, well, they, they know, got this Real joke. Madrid play, Real Madrid play without a real nine, they're not going to score. They're going to lose. Yeah. And they already been losing. They spent a lot of money on the midfield with Bellingham so, and they have all those Chukameni and all those guys. So they've got the, they've got their priorities, right? Like they, they, they've got a solid base. They've been working on their core, right? Cause they know that they've been getting old, but up front that Benzema spot. Are they going to go by committee? They're going to let Joselu do it and just rely well, on Vinny. I mean, Joselu scored 16 goals for Espanol, who descended. So with Real Madrid, know, you can expect play. him to play 25, 25, 30 goals. He's not. Listen, he nobody is Mbappe. He's probably the best player in in football right now. I mean, you know, you can argue he's that, up there. Uh, he's but, up there. But it's clear that. Listen, I feel like he he's got he he's he's got the bull by the horns, and and he's either going to get his money or he knows that he will play for Real Madrid next season and there's not going to be anybody that's going to tell him no you we, we didn't want we wanted you last year and we don't want you now well he did he did well that's the other thing Florentino Perez is not a man to be effed with no he's if not you slight him if you slight him he may just be like you know what no I don't I don't I don't, I don't see I don't see Real Madrid not signing a free agent Mbappe that, that'll be hard <laughs> That'll be hard. That'll be a boss move. And but well, I mean, but think about it though. Real Madrid at this point have not been in the Galacticos business, right? No. For a while, right? They they let they let they let Cristiano go, right? right. They let Bale's contract run out. They let uh, after they got burned and they and 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 COVID and all that stuff. You know, after the after Hazard, they have not spent money on superstars. It like Bellingham makes sense. He's worth that money. He's gonna play in the midfield. He's got personality. He'll be there for ten years and be in the middle and take over for Modric. But maybe they're just gonna be like, okay, we're just gonna we're the, Florentino's job is to protect the brand of Real Madrid that it's that no player is bigger than Real. And if right. he feels that Mbappe is trying to be bigger than Real, he will not take him. He will break him first. Like a yep. wild horse, you know. <laughs> these guys are paternalistic, right? They don't. They're like, no, this is my club. I'm in charge, right? He did that with Cristiano to the point that Cristiano, at when they win the Champions League, immediately starts bitching about his contract in 2015. That was insane. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, we'll see what happens. To me, I think I think he's gonna. He's not gonna join this this summer. I, you know, if you watch the channel, you know we've been. Uh, We've been posting videos. Actually, one of them you. was this is a Madridista to... channel, right? No, 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 he's not. It's not no. But I mean, Mbappe, like I said, it I mean, was. you got to. Talk... Oh yeah, it was a long time ago. But you, you got to, you got to talk about the biggest star, one of them in in football world, and, and certainly people want to know what he's going to do. But listen, I, I don't, I don't think at this point that he's got Real Madrid's one hundred percent trust. Like they don't trust him one hundred percent. You know what I mean? He, he agreed. He, Agreed. And uh, it's a, it's a free they're agent. Gonna make him, they're going to make no. him blink. And let me tell you this. Exactly. I don't think Real Madrid knows 100% that he will say yes as a free agent. Because anything can yeah. happen. I mean, Master City, I mean, you got United getting bought, being bought by Qatar. They could offer him a lot of money. And it is United. Oh, man. So, well, that's the, I mean, that's the thing that I think United fans probably dream about is being on that stage and being the club that can do that again, right? Like yeah. that, that is where the Premier League wants to be. I think Holland is actually quite unusual 
I think anyone who's a fan of the Premier League knows the Premier League is not really where the world's stars play. It's where they get made and then they move on. Right. But the fact that Holland is in the Premier League in his prime could be a catalyst for United to go, you know what? Why are we going to buy Kane for 150 million? Why don't we just why don't we just go get Mbappe? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, like, PSG, PSG was like, trying to get Kane that too. That would be like I mean that would be like putting like no, United no. on the map. That's like really taking no, it out and being like that, we're that, here. That, that would be and trust me, I think that's what if Mbappe becomes a free agent, I know everybody else been has been quiet and it's been Real Madrid against PSG. But once Mbappe, if he gets the free agency, he is going to have w- more than one suitor. And uh, yeah. United, City, yeah. they're all going to be I, in that. City, well, no, no, City, that's not Man. City's profile. We won't do it. I'm telling what you. What do you mean? As long as Pep's there, it's not going to happen. Never. No. Why not? That's not the type of player that City would sign. I'm telling you, never. Too big. Bigger than the club, never. No, no, he's never. no. Nobody's bigger than the club, man. Relax. Nobody's bigger than the club. I know City's got two year history. But well, I mean, the, a lot of people are bigger than City. <laughs> City's nobody. We're, no, we're no. What do you mean? They got a champion. You got how many more? Uh, Manchester United has like two Champions Leagues. You got one. I think they got two or three. So you know, three. I think three. So I mean, come on. Don't don't sell yourself <laughs> short, Liverpool. man. It's, it's Liverpool. They have six. The bastards. At least, at least don't. I don't at, you know what's funny? At least I don't, don't say think publicly. About United. <laughs> I don't think about United. Liverpool's the one that I'm always afraid of. Hey, uh, Del they, J have better, De- they have Del- a real coach. Del J says uh, Mbappe left Madrid at the altar. Of course, they're going to be cautious. But if he wants to go there, they'll take him. Of course, they'll take him. I don't think they'll say no. Flantier Paris knows. He knows what his club needs. And uh, I mean, there's, there's, there's so many moving parts right now. Football is in this weird flux. I think that there's a really – the Europe – the Premier League is on its own, and the rest yeah. of Europe is something else. Like they could, there could be changes that we can't even see yet. Anyway, it's crazy. Anyways. Okay, anyway, so uh, just, what do you just, got for us? Just to end uh, the show, um, PSG yes, fans tell uh, <laughs> uh, Bayern Munich. PSG fans tell they don't want Lucas Hernandez from Bayern Munich. They don't want him. So you know how PSG fans are. Uh, on another, on the other hand, Luka Modric signs a, a one-year extension. He's not going to Saudi Arabia. He's not falling for temptation, although he might after that, after that season. You know, uh, oh, and also so, at the end, I, you know what? I could not adore a player more than Luka Modric. Yeah, he is just it's tremendous. Incredible. I now, him. Manchester United fans that were excited about Rabio, he's looking like he's going to sign an extension with Juventus. So. Uh, leave him alone. He's uh, rabbit is Rabio, not coming with Rabio. You get his mom too. Forget it. Who the hell wants yeah. Rabio? Yes. Well, it was nice having you, man, Laurent. Thank you for being on the show. Of course, oh, we're, we're wow. gonna be sorry if I, I, I made this show go too long. We're gonna have no, to we're good. We're now. good. We're good. We had a lot of news to cover right now. The football world <laughs> is just transfer news, transfer. Everybody's moving, everybody's leaving, you know. So yeah. that's there's a lot going on. But thank you for, for being on the show. We're gonna be here on Monday oh, again. Next yes, next please. next yes, Monday yes. we're going to be talking. Hopefully, well things are going to be changing. Of course, uh, you know who, who knows Mbappe might be playing for Arsenal next week. Who knows, man? Well, we, the biggest news <laughs> of the summer. Crunky, we're, we're going to have to cover. We're going to have to cover Messi playing. Oh yeah, we're going to have to get. Yeah, we're going to have to cover. We didn't talk about the U.S. Man's team, but we will at some point when they win. Uh, anyway, nobody cares about them. See you guys. Talk podcast brought to you by Top Football Club, a YouTube channel where we give the fans an opportunity to stay up to date on the latest trending news. 
That was the Squeaky Bum Time podcast with Laurent Cortines. And Christopher, we are the Football Wing of the Chop Sports Channel, presented exclusively by the Premier Streaming Network. We record on Mondays and Thursdays, so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss a show. And if you're listening on Apple, please rate and review the show. It means everything to us, and we'll see you soon. Please enjoy, and welcome to Christopher. Thanks for everything.